Welcome to Do You Like Scary Movies? Where we examine all things horrific. Each episode features interviews with those involved in all aspects of horror and the bizarre. Do you like creepy movies, scary books, or horror music? Join us for a look into all of the things that go bump in the night and bring a chill to your spine. Prepare to be scared. And here we are uh, once again. Um, I guess we'll do the usual introductions. Seems like it's only been two days. Exactly. Uh, I'll do the usual introductions. Uh, Hi, I'm Brian, Rocky Mountain Paranormal Guy. Uh, You're co-host of this uh, wonderful scary podcast and also the co-host of the they did it conspiracy podcast uh and all of that being said i will pass it over to bob and i am the aforementioned bob and i'm also with rocky mountain paranormal i have the phobophile youtube channel all kinds of spooky stuff i'm a spooky sort of creepy person so yeah we all are. that's really all you need to know about me so but I guess we should go and uh, talk to our guest. Well, I guess we should probably introduce, introduce him since we uh, we're we're recording this after we talked to him, and the uh, the introduction got derailed at some point. Yeah, so. yeah we were talking to him, so you yeah. know that's the fun well. Part. We're just talking to people. Yeah. That's the fun thing about this this show. So tonight's guest is the amazing, uh, award winning. I would say incredible, but he told me it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll make sense uh, in about half an hour. Exactly. Uh, Jed Rowan, actor extraordinaire, uh, does all sorts of amazing things, but uh, let's get into the interview. Let's do it. Okay, here we are once again, and uh, for those of you that uh, don't know uh, our our guest, uh, shame on you. Uh, So... And, the, and double shame because some of his co-stars and have been and on other here. filmmakers have been on as That's well. That's true. So. Uh, so for both people that don't know who you are, uh, can you give yourself a little bit of an introduction? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and I think more of your viewers, maybe <laughs> two or three more, will know who I am now. If the jacket didn't give it away. Or the shirt. <laughs> but oh. I, I, I can't see in this thing. I don't know how I did a movie in this, so let me take this off. Did you do the whole movie in that? Yes. <laughs> yes, and uh, I've said this joke many times, and I'm still trying to get mileage out of it. You know, the, the first movie was, of course, called Blind. And, um, you know, Sarah French played, uh, you know, you know the, the role was a, a blind person and the ironic thing is i was the blind one i couldn't see it (laughs) (laughs) and And i'll I'll also point out for those just listening we'll we'll have photos floating around somewhere but he was putting on the mask from the the movie which is a darn creepy mask it is i i love that mask it's uh so is that the mask i actually think think this mask is a lot better looking than me but uh, is that the (laughs) mask no, it is not the mask. The the real mask is I think it's in a vault in Marcel's That would uh, make sense. place, you know. So And by vault you mean a box in the bottom of the closet somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's how these things usually go. Yeah, or a, a storage unit. Exactly. Yeah. But uh So, how has it been since the last time we saw you uh 
several months ago. A few months ago. Well, it's funny you ask that because, uh, you know, a lot has been happening and I've, I've been preparing for that question. <laughs> so, you know, actually, uh, uh, the last few days, I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm not gloating. I'm self-promoting. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've had a couple of uh, really great premieres, uh, really in the last, uh, one was on uh, the 8th and one was on the 5th of this month. So we had, um, uh, uh, most recently, That's a Wrap, uh, another Marcel film, another Joe Netter madterpiece uh sarah french was in it a, a lot of the same people um that were in you know the movie you saw pretty boy um uh ben kaplan was in um or kaplan i'm sorry joe says it <laughs> i never understand why he says it that way but uh, he was in blind the first one so a lot of the same people um, we're in That's a Wrap. That's a Wrap is, is um, uh, we had this at an incredible movie theater in, um, in North Hollywood at the Regal. And uh, it was a really, really great night. Um, it just went stupendously. Um, I have lots of pictures on my social media if people want to check it out. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just kind of over the moon, all of us. We're just still still, you know... Cloud nine over the moon, whatever you want to call it. It was a great night, you know. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, what's in the film? What is it? What's it about? Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to do any spoilers, but it's a it's a horror comedy, um, or a horror a horror movie that makes you laugh a lot, and. Um, it, it's a it's a movie about you know uh, and you could probably guess this from the title you know it's a it's a movie about you know making movies, um, which is one of my favorite uh, subgenres you know because I am I'm an actor who's been toiling away at this um, in the underbelly of uh, you know Hollywood or L A or or off off Broadway L A um, outside of Hollywood whatever you want to call it. You know, so it uh, there are themes that kind of near and dear to my heart. And Joe Netter just wrote the most brilliantly funny script ever. He just nailed so many things about, you know, the biz and showbiz. And it's really like a satire. It's a parody. So, well, and, and Joe's amazing at that anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, it just, you know, there, there's times in the movie, I mean, where it's just this, this, this witty banter going uh back and forth this like battle of wits that that just like the the dialogue is just so um it, it just one laugh after another you he's know? the kevin smith of comedy horror <laughs> <laughs> i'm making a t-shirt and sending it to him that's all there is to it <laughs> and this this actual premiere um you know, we didn't have any, uh, you know, 40-minute delays at the beginning. You know? it, sure, hold that <laughs> over my head. But, uh, and then, um, you know, since uh, I have been preparing for this question, you know, then on, uh, on the 5th, we had um, another movie, Space Wars, which, mm -hmm. guess what? Joe Netter wrote that, too. <laughs> and Sarah French is in it, too. And uh, this is a, this is a uh, amazing, 
as you could probably guess from the title, again, like that's a rap is about, you know, you know, movie making. Uh, Space Wars is a science fiction movie. You could I, I I would guess I, that. Yeah, I, and um, shocking as it may be, I was able to uh, suss that one out. Got that one figured out. <laughs> well, you guys are really bright. I mean, yeah, I, we I, try. I, no. I noticed that years ago at Horror Fest, I'm like, you know, these guys are uh, <laughs> these guys are sharp. You know? Now, uh, the the big question I have is, what Joe Netter film haven't you been in? Um, <laughs> Well, he he has his go-to group. Well, you know yeah. when, you, when you have a group that works well together. Yeah. Yes. You you don't mess with something that's working well. True. And it's oh, working I, well. I would very much agree with that, particularly since I am in that little, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess you could call it, you know, for lack of a better word, it's not really a clique. But I mean, I guess if you're an outsider, you might want to disparage us by saying it's a clique, but it's not. I mean, we're always. I mean, this last movie is just so much new talent, um, you know, so much great, great new faces. It's a, it's a, a, a stellar cast. You know, that's a wrap. And uh, same thing with um, Space Wars. So I'm, I'm kind of lucky enough to, you know, he keeps throwing me parts, and Marcel does too, and uh, Gato Setian, the guy that, uh, the director that did uh, Space Wars. Um, you know, he he. Uh, gave me a great part and uh you know my part in space wars now i've used this joke many times before too i just used it at the the screening and I'll, i'm gonna keep it, you know i get, get as much <laughs> mileage as i can but my my part the mighty max it's when people ask me to describe the part it's a it's if han solo and chewbacca had offspring that's the part that's the part <laughs> I I, I I don't even know where to start with that, really. Yeah. Uh, now, when, when seldom you see the movie and you see the, <laughs> when, when, when you actually see the movie, which, you know, who knows, maybe we can bring it out to Colorado, you know, next year. But you will know exactly what I'm talking about as soon as you okay. see it. I'll, I guess I'll have to file that away for later. Although that yeah, actually... We can revisit that. We can revisit that. We'll revisit that. But that does lead to... Uh, uh, the next, I guess, obvious question for those of us poor schmucks that couldn't see the premiere: When do we get to see these films? Well, that's the million-dollar question now, isn't it? Um, Still you know, uncertain. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Pretty Boy is. Uh, you know, we're all happy it's getting a uh, Lionsgate release, which is great. Yeah. And uh, but you know, these movies, you know, it, it takes a while, you know, for them to come out. But we're we're hoping for you know. Uh, Next spring, okay, of two thousand twenty-three, and um, you know, I just went to a, um, you know, this this costume. You know, it's it's look at this, look what I have. It's uh, you know, <laughs> it's already in stores. You know, I'm I'm a trick or treat released this you know costume, and uh, I actually for Halloween I dressed up. I went as Pretty Boy. Hmm. Now, that seems way too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say what you want about my career, okay? But how many actors get to dress up as, you know, in Halloween as the the the, the 
character that they played in a movie. How often does that happen? You know, you know I'm going to answer that in a way you've never had it answered before. With the group of people that I know, quite often, actually. <laughs> but no, I mean, I was kind of amazed at that, too. It's like, okay, where can I find one of these masks? And it's like they're available from Trick or Treat on Amazon. You can get them on eBay. You can get knockoffs from China. They're just everywhere. Oh, really? You can get them? Uh, yeah, I think honestly, I think the one that I had all of you guys sign, I think it's a bootleg. <laughs> wow. I really do. Wow. I bought well, it. I, I suppose that's just a mark of success when the Chinese start stealing your oh, shit. Oh, it is. Then, then you've made oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, well, uh, the only reason I say that, it was brand new. It didn't have the, the little hanger that goes with it. <laughs> and I bought it off of eBay, including shipping. It was like eight dollars so uh, there's no way they're selling a trick-or-treat studio version of that but no, i got it uh, and i'm like this thing is wow exactly the same wow i can't <laughs> wait to autograph those and make you know twenty dollars a pop That's <laughs> uh, i take it all as a compliment right you know oh you have to and credit where it's due if they actually produced a quality product and it is. I uh, I ordered an Art the Clown mask off of Amazon, and it turned out to be a uh, some sort of cheap bootleg. And it was advertised as the Trick or Treat Studios one, so Amazon took care of me to their credit. But uh, okay. let's just say the quality was not there. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, you know the uh, maybe the the this thing kind of snapped off or whatever when you put it on. They don't make them like they used to. Huh? Exactly. But, so. Uh, I would say let's let's dive deep, deep, deep into your past. What what was the first film that you did? I, I I need to know this for myself because I need to up the collection. Well, you know what's very interesting about that is, um, you know, there's a there's an answer to that question. <laughs> I, I would hope. <laughs> you know, I was up in the bay before I moved here. I was I was in the Bay Area. I did theater there and I kind of stumbled onto this. Th there was this production going around in San Francisco and, um, uh, you know, you just kind of see it around because San Francisco is not a big place. Right. So you'd see it around and, and somehow like I was able to, I answered it. I don't even know how I got in it, but I got in as a, a background role in this Hong Kong production. And, uh, I guess I gave such a, riveting performance as a homeless guy that they invited me back and you know as a recurring role in this film and i'm like wow great and so it turns out it was with um uh maggie chung and leon Lai, which i don't know if you've heard of them but at the time they were kind of like the brad pitt and julia roberts of hong kong they were yeah like, i know her yeah she uh she has kind of a she was a big deal for a while you know she's so you've heard of her huh? yeah yeah she was in some sundance movies and some other things yeah. and and so so anyway uh, i did it and uh was with um this director andrew lau that you know he later on did some really big hollywood movies i think with richard Gere, and um you know i tried to you know contact him years later but uh you know that didn't really work out. You know, there's so many layers of uh, like trying to get through to the president or something. 
But uh, anyway, I did that. It was fun. And then like eight months later, I went to play and I saw a girl that was working the crew there. And she goes, hey, that movie you're in, it went number one in Hong Kong. It's all over Asia and it's playing the theater in the Richmond district in San Francisco right now. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad I bumped into you because I would have never known any of this. No one ever told me. So I went to this uh, little little theater in the Richmond district, this really cool little theater. I saw myself on the big screen. And um, you could, I think you could still get it. It's called Sausalito. Um, and it was, you know, 35 milli- millimeter film. You know, it was like a big, it, it went, it was in like five different Asian countries and it went number one in Hong Kong can you believe that hmm. and that's what I knew hey you know what I gotta stop doing theater up here and I gotta go down to LA and be on the silver screen <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the silver screen turned into a um, you know uh, high def video for a lot of those movies but uh, you know then it, it kind of culminated I came Back to 35 millimeter, doing the ghastly love of Johnny X, which is, of course you know about Brian. That wasn't just 35 millimeter, and I'll put my two bits in there. That was the last piece of Kodak Tri-X stock that ever existed. I am so impressed. Wow, and I, and I'm impressed I, that you you know that. Well, I'm a I'm a camera guy. Oh, okay. I, that's my background is photography. But uh, I'm also an ex-Kodak employee, so no. so I got both of those. And yeah, when I heard him say that that was the last piece of Tri-X stock, I about passed out. And Oh, that's so funny that you are a Kodak guy and you know about this. What a beautiful way to, to use the last piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's so, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speechless. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> You're kind of... Uh, you know, well, I'm boy. a big fan isn't of this. It, it's Plus X, isn't it? Is it? It was Tri X. <laughs> plus X was Plus X was the uh, the slower of the two films. Tri X was the you know the the high speed film that was you know for low light and the grain was definitely more noticeable. And I think that's probably not only why he used that, but you know, it was probably the only piece of black and white film stock left in the world. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was they? They had to go and and find a bunch of it. And boy, Brian, I'm very impressed. That that's uh, you know after all these years, I didn't even know it's called what you just called it. I even forgot it. The the what what is it called? The the something K, the KX, whatever you the, call it. The Tri-X. Yep. Wow. Well, you know, I'm kind of a you know Johnny X fan too. So. And Love it. For those children listening, they used to make movies on something called film. Film. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. somewhere uh, over uh, here in, and I'll, I'll pan across so you can see this disaster that's going on here. You can see the uh, collection that is like oh my movie, movie prop central over uh, on a back wall. And, over and again, for those who are just listening, we're showing panning the video across of the, the museum. Of the, uh, the, studio in which we're recording this which is also brian's museum of stuff but uh one of the things here is a johnny x display that has an autographed dvd and a piece of the uh i forget what they called it the set that was made out of that yes oh yeah the uh, the one they got thrown off of 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I should know that too, and I don't. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll uh, damnations something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, what it is, but so, that's awesome. Yeah, I, that you have a piece of that, and do you have a poster? I have a poster that's signed by. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm I'm trying to think if it was just the two of you, but you did the premiere at uh, at Horror Fest. Yep. Oh yeah. And yeah, I ended up. The only problem I have is it's a like forty by eighty movie poster. <laughs> So those are great posters. I'm, I'm waiting to find some place I can fit it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. No, those were those were um, big posters. But hey, there's no rush. You'll you'll get to it. Yes, when I you will. It's only it. it's only been ten years. Give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that film. I I was just trying to. It has been ten years, right? 2012, right? Wow, it actually was. Oh. Now, I, I, Bob hasn't seen the film yet. But I, I, was, I know of it. I, I was trying to explain to him the 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 other fun fact about that film that I always loved about it was the fact it was the lowest grossing film of the year. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's uh, such a great film. That's what put it on the map. You know, I mean, the, the big buzz that year. I don't know if you remember, but like Christian Slater had a movie that made like you know two hundred and fifty bucks. So everyone was like making fun of them, and they and they're like, and it was like number two. Like that, you know, and yep. there are people like, hey, what was number one? And they're like, Johnny X. So, like, CBS Morning News did this whole <laughs> profile on it. And then, because they did that, all these theaters called uh, Paul to get the movie to show. So, it, it, it like totally helped the movie to get that notoriety. Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, that yeah. actually um, reminds me of the, the same thing I was telling Brian earlier. In 2020, I wish I could remember the name of the film. It was some no-budget uh, short film, a horror movie, that uh, these guys had just recorded during the pandemic because they had nothing better to do because everything was closed. Right. And then they rented a theater for themselves, just the filmmakers and their buddies, and that was enough to make number one at the box office for that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else open. Yeah. And of course, because of that, they, and of course, because of that, they put it online for two bucks or whatever, and ended up making a decent amount of money yeah. off of it. So it was sort of a, a similar sort of trajectory. Opportunistic. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you you know too. It, uh, can I tell you the little story about how it got that box office? Oh, absolutely. It. it um, it won an award at, at this film festival, I think in Kansas or something like that. And if you if you won the best movie award, whatever it won, the, the prize was uh, you get to have your movie screen at a real movie theater. It was like this mall theater mm-hmm. in middle of Kansas for a week. And... You know, that's that's great, and uh, that's really cool to have it screened theatrically, you know, somewhere for a week. But, you know, if you don't publicize anything and, you know, it's at some mall somewhere, some strip mall, um, you know, not many people are going to go see it. But because it was released theatrically, technically, it was it qualified to be part of box office stats, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it made like $117 or 115 or something like that. So it was like... It counted with all of the real box office. Wow, is out there. Well, and the cast oh. that was in it. I mean, it had it had big names. Yeah, yeah. Creed Bratton uh, from The Office, and 
Well, you know, you Reggie and Kevin and Kevin just, McCarthy and yeah, just, and let's not forget Jed Rowan. <laughs> and Jed Rowan. That, that that's that'll always be the my my part that I'll remember you from best for some reason or another. I don't know why. Well, you know, no you offense, mean it's not the bulk. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that uh, I would not leave this interview unscathed. Uh, I still, I still consider Johnny X to be my best movie, my my best role, and my best movie. I, I really do like that movie. Now, I will say, uh, Blind, especially, but both of the films in the series are leaps and bounds. How can I say this? Uh, more big Hollywood movie studio like. Yeah. The quality is just phenomenal. The I mean, everything about those movies is amazing. Oh, thank you. Where, you know, we all know that you know you've done everything from shot in the back room on a camcorder to big films, and and we like Super them all. Parking lots with the camcorder. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, you know I, I told Marcel this. I said, you know, that's a wrap. I can't wait for you guys to see that because I told Marcel, I, I said, you know, Marcel, that's a wrap. It might be my best movie. And for me saying that, it's almost because I, I talk about Johnny X way too much. I mean, I know it annoys people. I talk about it all the time, bring it up all the time. For, for me to say something like that, it's kind of blasphemous almost. Uh, but. You know, That's a Wrap is so good and so well done, and it looks so amazing, and the cast is so amazing. I'm like, you know, that might, you know, take Johnny X off the mantle, maybe. I mean, it's it's weird. I, I can't wait for you. Like I said, I can't yeah, wait I for you to see that. I can't wait for you to. Because yeah, uh, you've seen both movies, so it would be oh, interesting yeah. to take. You know. Now, speaking of uh, movies... I'm using that in kind of a, a lesser term. Loose term. So, so I was just watching. So I was just watching this new full moon movie. Uh, you may have been sliding down some some woman's chest. Uh, what what was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you really do do your research. <laughs> no, I just watch a lot of movies. <laughs> uh, well, I, I assume you're referring to Giantess Attack versus Mecha Fembot. Uh, yep. Um, Which that, I also haven't seen, but now I think I need to. You know, I love, I love that. You know, I for years have been trying to get into a Charles Band movie. I, I, I can't blame you at all. I, I'd sell my soul to do that too. <laughs> I love it that you love Charles Band. Oh. You love Full Moon. That you're. Are you like? You have a subscription to that? Yes, I do. Love that. It's I. That's a big surprise. I didn't think that you had watched that. Oh, you have done your homework, sir. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? I I have to watch that. See, I've got my my one like that that I was able to be in a Lloyd Kaufman film. So, yes. yeah, Charles Charles Band would be next, I think. <laughs> yeah, which one were you? Adam the Amazing Zombie Killer. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah I saw it in heart. I, I adore that. Movie. I was going to say, that's I think you've seen it before. So yeah, forgive me for for overlooking your <laughs> his starring role as used car salesman number, number two. two. Yeah, <laughs> my thirty seconds of fame. 
Yeah, and I think I had about 30 beers that night anyways that I saw, so it's hard to remember. That's Horror Fest. That came with the territory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, wasn't that a great night, that that, that screening of that movie? That that was like a really great screening, you know. Well, Um, no. Adam the Zombie Killer. Well, you know, we did that. We did Johnny X, and then we did uh, kind of was it Attack of the Moon Zombies. Yeah. All in the same like one day period, and they were such great, terrible oh. movies. Oh, I yeah. just <laughs> love them all. Great way to put it. I mean, you know, speaking of great terrible movies, of uh, Giantess versus Mechafembot. <laughs> you know, I. I don't, look, I oh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think of it, but um, I, I really think it's a work of genius, and I, I, I the the miniatures, the the sense of the absurd. And when um, he says miniatures, he's referring to himself. You've got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, that's very that's a good one, uh, Brian. Well, I, uh, the only reason I watched it, to be honest with you, is I was flipping through the trailers on there. And I saw the back of your head, and I was like, "That was Jed." I've got to go watch this movie now. <laughs> you, didn't, uh, you didn't. uh You didn't know I was in that. Not a clue. But I recognized you from the trailer, and I was like, "No, nope, he's in it. I'll from, go watch it." From the it. back of his head, no less. Exactly. So, so lay it on me. What you What you think of it? It was everything. A how can I say this? 1990s Cinemax Charles Band movie should be. <laughs> I, I is, think that's. Uh, I haven't seen the film, and, but that and seems I mean like that in the most loving way possible. Yeah, I that's, really that's do. That's very descriptive. I understand what the movie is, even though I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that's um, perfectly uh, articulated. Uh, that movie, it's hard to. It's hard, really, not to have a soft spot for it because it's so ridiculous. It's so much fun, and it's kind of the ultimate guerrilla film. And uh, you know, I call Jeff Leroy. You know, he's kind of a junk filmmaker. You know, uh, I remember we were walking down a, a, a you know sidewalk in Long Beach, and he he stopped and he 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 stopped abruptly. And look down at the sidewalk. I'm like, well, what do you, what are you looking? Is there, is there, you know, dog doo doo or something? <laughs> and he goes and he picks up something. I forget what it was. He picks up. And, oh, this would be great for my movie. And he picks up a, a something off the, a, whatever it was, a schmutz, and he puts it in his pocket. That's going to be in my movie for, you know, he he finds props on the sidewalk. <laughs> and, you know, he did that on the the roof of his apartment complex. A lot of the, you know, crazy miniatures. Oh, I just. I just had something pop into my head here too. What is this that they've re-edited and redone Zombie Farm? Yes. Uh, Zombie Farm is getting new life and you you remembered of course all those years ago in Horror Fest. Oh, so much to talk about, Brian. There was there was Well, that was actually in like the main room too. That was a midnight screening. I remember it well. Yeah, that was uh that was when Horror Fest really got behind movies and they promoted it uh and so many people went to that you know that big ballroom exactly place and and that was really one of uh as kind of a young or or youngish actor that was really like a big highlight you know to be at a convention and have that happen that was a really great screening oh it was Uh, fun 
And yeah, it's got new life. It's going to get a, a release, if you can believe this, as Pandemic Undead <laughs> uh, by Wild Eye, which I'm sure you've heard. Oh, I know Wild Eye. Uh, November 22nd, you can find it on Amazon. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, so, I mean, not to use a tired, uh, y- y- you know, uh, a trite, uh, you know, um, uh, zombie analogy but it's coming to life again (laughs) (laughs) now that's a good thing i always question when they change titles but other than that that sounds like a good thing yeah it's irresistible right in these times it's irresistible i I wish they would resist but i get it (laughs) well you know occasionally and i can't remember what it was i run across the movie and i'm like you know i that's a classic it's old I'd actually be okay if they redid this one. And that's yep. very rare that I hear that, or that I think that. And but you know, every oca- once in a occasionally while. The, the remake is good, and I want to see the remake, or even just the re-release where they remaster and, and put it out. I just don't particularly like changing the titles because it's going yeah. to confuse people. And by people, I mean yeah. me. It's going well, to confuse me. I, I, I was going to say, I think the um, the the background audience on Zombie Farm is probably quite limited. It's it's not like it was a big blockbuster or anything, so they can change the title and it'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be fine, you know, except for some nerd that's trying to write a book about the history of the genre or something. That's true. <laughs> well, you, you know how it is too. I mean, this was not, certainly not Brian's choice or anyone involved. With, you know, it's the distro makes yeah. these. Yep. Now, yeah. I, I did want to hear maybe some information about the making of a movie because I rarely hear you talk about it except once when i saw you in person and you were kind of promoting the movie was dr jekyll and that that had such a an amazing uh bit of trivia that goes with it too yes do you want to oh go ahead i mean it's mickey rooney's last film is that what you were referring to that is exactly what i was referring to and uh, Johnny X, I don't know if you know this, Johnny X was Kevin McCarthy's last yep, film. Yeah, that was Kevin's last film. But he so, wore the Power Dome, so... So what you're saying is yes. you're cursed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to call it, not cursed, I like to call it that Jed Rowan is the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> if you're an old, famous Hollywood actor, don't work in his film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've uh, really done your homework, Brian. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Well, I... You know, I really liked the fact that you, you got to be in that. I mean, yeah. how, how much interaction did you have with him on that film? Anything to... Uh, absolutely none. Absolutely none? He was there. Uh, I was not, you know, on the film. So uh, past each other in the parking lot? Yeah, I wish, you know. <laughs> he, he, uh, you know, he's such an icon. I mean, oh. just to be in a movie with somebody... You know, like that, like Kevin McCarthy, like, you know, it's 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 just kind of surreal, you know. Um, you know, I just I remember as a as a as a kid just growing up kind of on on uh, Mickey Rooney's movies, you know, and then Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Kevin McCarthy and just my grandfather loved him. It's just kind of it's surreal. You know? Oh, it is. Yeah, um, I can imagine. You know, the other one that I was thinking of, and this is just kind of fun i guess uh we do have a uh, a movie connection okay the electric man 
I uh, glad you brought that up <laughs> because I, because I am a consultant in that film, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, you're a consultant in that. I am oh, a consultant. Yeah. I should look at the credits. You know, I see my name in the credits, and that's enough for me. And then I tune out. I I, I kind of do that, but when you were in it, I had to stop and watch. So. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm very... What, uh, what did you consult? I, I consulted a little money their direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to hear that. So, so, so talk to us about that movie. I, it, it was a... It's actually kind of a fun film. You know, that, that movie is... It's, it's, it's kind of odd because I remember when I was at school, when I was at college, I did this play called JB by Archibald McLeish, and it was a very text-heavy um philosophical religious theme kind of movie about reality and all of these kind of uh very um you know heady kind of issues and cosmological and all these big words and brian wrote like this brian's really smart you know he's very uh he writes very smart scripts i mean even zombie farm was what kind of was a smart script i mean He's talking about quarantine and the what? What was it? The CT? What was that organization that does the the the, the diseases and the CDC? Pan- yeah, it's like he that was all over the script. I didn't even know what it was when we did Zombie Farm. <laughs> now, now we all know what it is. Even though I forgot what it, the, the initials were, but you know he he writes very smart scripts and um, Electric uh, Electric Man really is a like a a, a thinking man's movie, and um, I'm glad that. Um, it got out there and I'm glad that, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of people, uh, it struck a chord with some people out there and, uh, I love the role and, uh, it's not, it's not every day that I get a leading role. And so I was very, we need to fix that. Yeah. Well, you know, character actors, you know, we, uh, you had a leading role. They just shoved you behind a mask. I think is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Pretty Boy is not the only movie that I'm shoving behind the mask, but uh, you know, it. it I, I I am kind of my proud of my stage background and and to have real dramatic roles like that. So, Brian, once again, I'm very impressed. You've done your- so. Thank yeah. you for that up. Yeah. It's not so much homework as just be- between the two films, of us. I yeah. don't think there's a horror movie that one of us hasn't seen. Yeah, I, we are like the two horror buffs. And, yeah, just obsessed watching it all the time. And it's extra special when you're watching a film and you're like, hey, I know that guy. Or, hey, mm-hmm. I've talked yeah. to that person. Or, well, also, also too, you know, I mean, I think it's a special kind of age that we're living then that the technology has gotten so available and, and really sophisticated that, you know, something like The Electric Man, I mean, it's something that just would never get made on a big level. That's you know, true. It's just too. It's too like esoteric. It's too. It's too out there. That um, you know, this really. It really does remind me of like. And I did a lot of theater like this, of like little black box kind of avant garde mm-hmm. garage theater. A lot of that stuff I did it, and it's kind of a movie of of that of that ilk. And so I I like it that these movies are are able you know to get made now that that are um, kind of underground. You know what yeah, I mean? Now that technology has gotten cheap enough, they're really yep. putting Hollywood to shame. A lot of these yep. well, you small know, I'm, little indie productions. I'm, I'm, I'm glad with that. Right. 
Well, you know? One of the examples that I used, and thankfully it's taken care of itself, is back just when home video production was starting to become possible. Yeah. I mean, I was in junior high school, and I had membership to this video place, and anything horror that came in, and that's all they carried was horror and wrestling films. It was the strangest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. But everything that came in, I'm like, rent it, watch it, rent it, watch it. And then all of a sudden, anybody with a camcorder could make a movie. And I'm like, okay, let's go read this box before we rent it. Because there's going to be some <laughs> real... And there, there was some sludge coming out for a while. And oh, all yeah. of a sudden, it's yeah. like the technology got a little better. And so did everything else about it. I mean, there's, there's still some slot being put out, but... Oh, it's still mostly it, slop being put out. Yeah. It's just people yeah, forget but, about that and they remember the gems yeah. because, you know... Well, that and a lot of us like the terrible stuff. So. Well, I was, I was going to say, I also like a little bit of the sludge. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah I mean, I mean, I think that we live in an exciting time because, and I've had this conversation a, a lot with people, and I think that these tiny films are just, they're getting better. Now, not all of them, like you said, but enough of them are getting better. And I think it's because... A lot of the Generation Xers, you know, they've and you know, gen, what's the generational younger than Generation Xers? Uh, y, Y, Generation I, Y. Uh, I don't, hell, I can never remember before, which is before which. Before X is the Boomers. No, he means no, no, he no. Means younger it, 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 oh, the, after the, that's the, the that's the Millennials. Yeah, yeah, the Millennials. I think that filmmaking is you know very tough, and I think that the Generation Xers, you know, we've been doing this for a while now and the more you do something at least with some people the the better you're going to get at it and the technology really it's different from what it was you know even five years ago it's at another level now it really yeah. is there was there was a film i i saw a few years back a science fiction movie called uh, cosmos mm-hmm. that i their budget was like a thousand or two thousand dollars i actually just watched that again like a and week ago cosmos it, it not only does it look as good as anything Hollywood's ever put out, mm-hmm. but frankly, it's better because they yep. they knew their limitations. They had one light, they had one camera, they had a van that they'd rented, and that was their set, or maybe it was like one of their father's van, I think, or something like that. But they they knew the the parameters, they yep. they knew their constraints, and they wrote a really really good script within those constraints and made a, a great film well you know one that i'll bring up like that uh not that it's the biggest box office success of right now but uh terrifier 2 mm-hmm. if you yeah. watch that film yeah. For, oh, yeah. forget about the kills forget about the acting forget about the plot just look at the shots mm-hmm. every shot in that film you can tell they had a couple of years to just storyboard it and light and frame everything perfectly. Every shot is exactly yep. like it should be. It's exactly. yeah. just a work of art. <laughs> it just looks, <laughs> just yeah. looks. It looks so gruesomely just like like amazing. Exactly, you know? which I think is one of the reasons it's doing well because. It looks like a big Hollywood film. So when they released it at a theater, I think it got accepted a lot quicker because of that. It yep. doesn't have that low-budget look to it. Well, I would no. say the same thing about Blind. Yeah. Yep. It was it was crafted within the... the um, you know, you weren't trying to launch spaceships or anything on a budget that couldn't justify it. It was crafted within yep. its own budget. Yep. And everyone, you know... 
it was it was it was constructed in such a way that everything about it was able to work properly. Exactly. Yeah, we had a great cinematographer, and we had a great cinematographer on uh, Pretty Boy, Michael Sue. Yep. And you know, um, it doesn't take a whole, you know, it doesn't take a ton of money now to really get uh, you hire really just great professionals to make something look like uh, competitive to these mm-hmm. huge, you know, productions. Well, yeah, and, and that's, that's the thing. The technology is such that every 13-year-old in the world has a camera in his or her pocket capable of producing a Hollywood-quality film if yep. they knew how to use if it. If they use it correctly. And that's exactly. that's the difference between the good and the bad is the, the knowledge oh, yeah. and the skill. Yep. Yeah, and actually in Space Wars, we really did have a spaceship that launched, you know, and that movie... Well, I haven't seen Space Wars yet. Yeah, no, I can't wait for you guys to see so it. So does it say Estes Rocket on the side of the <laughs> when you When you brought up the spaceship launching, I, I'm sorry, I had to plug the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, fair enough. No, got to see it. So uh, we know that's coming up. What other films do you have uh, in the works that you can let us know about? Well... It's funny you mention that because I did prepare for that question as well, um, as I've said many times. Uh, Amber Road mm, yeah. of Brian Barsulia. Yep. It's uh, it's uh, I think his best movie. Even though his movies are kind of hard to compare. I mean, how do you even say a horror movie is better than Electric Man? Is better than or or compared to Zombie Farm? I mean, compared to his movies are very uh, unique. Um, but Amber Road just won 10 awards at this festival. Wow. Uh, the Hollywood Blood Festival or, um, and that movie is going to be screening December 3rd. And, um, uh, uh, in the, uh, festival that, um, I just forgot. (laughs) <laughs> but actually won 10 awards at Hollywood Blood Horror Festival. 10 awards. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's, a, that's a large number. And it, it's a, a, a festival in, um, in Culver City and uh, December 3rd, and we're absolutely thrilled about it. And, um, you know, so that's a, that's a great movie that's coming up that I can't wait for. And then... Uh, I have this other crazy movie called Apocalypse Love, which is a science fiction puppetry movie. You know, puppets are making a comeback. I don't know what the deal is. Western horror movies and puppets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This movie is so unbelievably, like, like crazily unique that, um, you know, uh, we're... I'm thrilled about that, and um, you know, so a lot of a lot of great stuff has just happened. A lot of great stuff is happening. So you, you, Brian, you timed this interview. Uh, you have really good timing with this interview. You know, that, that's a good thing because we look forward to all of your your stuff. Yes, indeed. And I'm not I'm not gloating. I'm promoting. Yeah, hold on. Uh, I, I, I just I just pulled up some information on you, and I have to ask about a film that I've never heard of. Okay. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna spin it around for Bob to see before I say anything. Oh, good God! <laughs> uh, 
Hold on, let's 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 name the character to see if he can do this because I know you're terrible at that. Uh-oh. While we're while we're doing that, what can you tell me about the Incredible Bulk? <laughs> uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll say this about it: it's not called the Incredible Bulk; it's called the Amazing Bulk. Oh, sorry, That's the Amazing. Okay. I, yeah, I've got an autographed copy of it sitting right next to me. The uh, the only amazing. autographed copy in existence, I guarantee you. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine just came up to me at San Diego Comic Con, and he had a uh, DVD, oh. uh, and I autographed that. And then, uh, 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 oh, another movie that I'm in now that I that I think about it, this incredible sci-fi masterpiece uh, that I'm doing a bunch of these kind of uh, movies now is Area Fifty One Fifty by Sean Heights. <laughs> and Sounds just crazy. like Amazing Bulk, as soon as you hear the title, you start laughing. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And that movie is epic. That movie um, was shot in, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in the, out, out in the desert. It was shot on these incredible sets here. I mean, this movie looks like a total million plus, two, five million dollar movie. It just, Vernon Wells just uh, was in it. Wow. Um, and uh, it, the movie just looks amazing. There's all sorts of great, uh, speaking of spaceships and aliens, and it's so funny. Oh, I got to see so, that. Again, another, another example of something that has that independent kind of renegade underground spirit that digital video just enables these days, you know? So even though I was in the, 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 the last of the Plus X film you know, <laughs> ultimate you know film movies i'm a big digital video oh absolutely advocate yeah now the one that i was bringing up apparently you played you only did a voice of somebody named sheriff winston see he doesn't even remember that's that's, <laughs> oh, how, uh, that's how many films he's done oh yes yes that was uh uh a seb seb godin's film dustin hubbard's film right? mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of that before, and now I must see it. You know, you know what prestigious label uh, released that? Mm. Wild. Oh, Wild Eye again. Okay. And you know, Je- you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, Jekyll and Hyde was released by Wild Eye. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I've got, I've got the disc. I'll, I'll send you a link. I might, I might have to send you out uh, if I can get my hands on another uh, DVD. For them, if it's not out of print, I'll send yeah. you a graph copy of that. How about that? That would be cool. There was something else I, I was going to ask. I think you deserve it. <laughs> After all this, yeah. <laughs> Even no. though there was a 40-minute delay out there. Yeah, I'll never live that down. <laughs> hey, you the day, bro. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> ah, no pressure or anything that day. Yeah. Just, just everybody watching. But uh, I, I, uh, I'm amazed at you, uh, tech people. Um, I, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had my own, you know, side career as a camera person, but uh, I'm not very comfortable with all the troubleshooting like that. I would just, I would just, my mind would just implode, you know. So you fixed it. You got it to work. That's that's the important part, I guess. So. Uh, if people want to learn about all of your exploits or buy things or anything like that, how do they track you down? Where do they find you? What do they What do they look on? I think a really good one is uh, actor Jed Rowan uh, for Instagram. Um, that just shows uh, 
a lot of the uh, highlights. You know, it shows me winning, you know, <laughs> and all my premieres and everything. And that that's a great way to, you know, see what I've done, what I'm doing. And, of course, uh, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, Jed Rowan. So, um, which Facebook is, uh, there's no... Uh, there's no uh, political ramblings. There's no uh, exactly. There's no uh, what I'm having for breakfast. No, uh, um, y- you know, mundane stuff. It's all acting. It's all acting promotion. Yeah. My Instagram. So um, cool. Well, yeah. we definitely will uh, keep up on what's going on with your career because you know yeah, you never get enough cut. dead. Well, As is got- usually the case, I'm going to have to go and buy a few things. <laughs> exactly. Now that we're no, I'll send you one out too, bro. Yeah. I'm awesome. going to send you guys out some stuff. You deserve we, it. We would, awesome. We would be I ever will never grateful. say no to stuff. Exactly. But yeah. uh, we have hit the top of the hour, so uh, it's been great talking to you and catching up again. And uh, maybe maybe we can weasel maybe we can weasel some of these uh, conventions to bring you back out. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. It'd be nice to see you again in person. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe I can drag you up here and you can see the Johnny X stuff hanging on the wall. Oh, I, you know? <laughs> I would love to spend some more time in um, Denver. I love Denver. I love Colorado. I love Boulder. We, we can give you haunted tours and yep. all sorts of fun stuff. But yeah. uh, no, great talking to you and we will talk to you uh, hopefully in a repeat visit not too terribly long. Absolutely. Thanks for a great interview, by the way. You guys have great questions. Oh, thank yeah, you. for joining us. Research. Talk to you next time. Okay, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye, guys. That's always fun. And it went bloop. Bloop. Yeah, I like Jed. Yeah, he's good people. Jed is an amazing guy. So do we know who our next... Did, uh, I, did I do research? I didn't do any research. <laughs> I watched Jed's watched films. So do we know who our next guest is going to be? No. Or? I think uh, I think it's going to be another mystery. It is. It will be somebody amazing. They all are. I don't know who it is. But we don't. We don't talk to non-amazing people. Exactly. I mean, if they turn out to not be amazing, the uh, the audience will never hear about it. <laughs> but that's never happened. So. So I guess uh, that's it. Yeah. That is a wrap for the day. And Jed is already texting me saying he had a great time. Yeah. Oh, so cool. He's a cool guy. All right. So for all those listening, take care. Tune into that next thing that we do. Yeah. Cool. Until next time.